Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Coming to you live from our Elliott Avenue studios of Sports Radio 93.3 KJR-FM. It's time for our weekly conversation with former Mariners all-star Brett Boone. Brought to you by Venue Kings. Visit VenueKings.com for all your ticket needs. Now with Booney, here's Softy and Dick. All right, boys and girls, here we go. Big thanks to our friends at VenueKings.com. Looking for tickets for the Mariners' stretch run, hopefully, to the playoffs in October. Huskies in the fall, dogs in the Michigan State, uh, USC game, Seahawks against the Rams in the opener, whatever. VenueKings.com has you covered. Be sure and use code Softy at checkout for a discount. Here he is, uh, the reigning celebrity softball game MVP. And you can, by the way, keep listening. You'll have a chance to actually take home some of what Brett Boone was working with that day at T-Mobile Park in a matter of minutes. Here he is, our friend, Brett Boone. How are you, pal? What's going on, Softy? Uh, not much. Mariners split with Minnesota, right? They lose two out of three to the Tigers, they're a floundering 500 mediocre baseball team. And DePoto came out today and said, you know what? There may not be a big move made for this team at the deadline because I'm not sure if they're worthy of it. Your thoughts on that? Wow. Um, three and four start. Not how we wanted to come out of the break. Um, back to 500. Seems like they've been around that 500. Just over, just under all year. It hasn't been that that breakout you know a year ago I, I think we had what 15 in a row they won something silly i mean i don't expect that every year but they haven't seemed to get on that run where they just catch fire and they're winning those one run games and that's what they did a year ago and even two years ago the last two years they've done that and i haven't seen them put one of those runs together today kirby was as good as he can be you know seven puts up zeros for seven innings punches out ten um but his last outing, what did he do? His last outing, he went five, gave up six. So there's no consistency there. I still love this pitching staff. Um, but at at certain point in the season, when do you say, uh, okay, you can love it all you want, but you got to show me. I I don't know how I'd handle it as a general manager, but he's basically putting it on the line right there. You know, when we talked about when you're at an all-star break, especially now that they've moved that deadline up, and you've basically got three weeks from that all-star game, Kind of the guys in the clubhouse, you get together and you kind of know where you sit. You're the Mariners. You're sitting kind of in the middle. You're you're not a team that's out of it. You know, you're not an Oakland A. You're not a Kansas City Royal. So you're not out of it. But you're also not a Tampa Bay Ray and you're not an Atlanta Brave where you're definitely in it. So you're in that middle section, kind of no man's land. And that's a time for us as players where we kind of, this is up to us. You know, let's force management's hand. Let's play. Let's go on a run here and prove that we are worthy. I mean, he kind of just said it out loud, what what, what he's, you know, the rest of the general managers are thinking. And it is, it's kind of a time for a player to put up or, hey, let's look to next year and we're not going to go make a push and get that big free agent, somebody that can put us over the, the hump because I don't trust that we're that team that's going to get over the hump. So I understand his logic. And, I, and like I said, I think he's saying out loud what a lot of guys are thinking. I don't know if I would have said that, but 
you know, he he has the prerogative to do that. You're nine and a half out of the division. I, I don't see this division really being in reach with with the two teams ahead of them, and I think they're superior rosters at this stage. Uh, but you're five out in the wild card, you know, and you're behind you're behind a Boston, and you're behind a Yankee, and uh, you're behind the Angels who have been playing well lately. I don't think the Angels are a postseason threat as far as going far into the postseason. But then again, it, you're five out, but you got to piggy, you got to jump over three teams to get to that wild card. So it's a it's a tough haul. Doesn't mean you can't do it. You know, you've got more than two months to go. You could have one of those unbelievable months. The next thing you know, we're sitting here a month from now going, wow, what a run they just went on. They're right back in it. That could happen. But as the season gets longer and longer, uh, especially people upstairs making those decisions, you kind of put them in a spot where they got to kind of, are we or are we not? And then and then it changes according to to what happens there. You know, Kellenic going down last night. I he's a kid. He's a young kid. I, I mean, that's so unfortunate to see that. It's nothing he wanted to do. It's just a knucklehead move that we knuckleheads, baseball players. I was one at one point. We do some silly things, and some of us don't break it, don't break a bone, and some of us do. But I'm sure he regrets it. It's not going to help this team right now when it needs all the offense it can get. And Kellenick's a power guy, and and uh, you're going to be missing him now, so that doesn't help. But uh, move on from today. Great day today. Ford went deep. Another another homer for Ford. Softy. T. Oscar goes deep, and uh, good win today. But you know, maybe it starts now. Well, Booney, I'm just looking at all these other teams. You know, you mentioned some of them. They're all mediocre too, both in run, they differ- really are. run differential, and and so I don't even think the Mariners need to go on a big run. I mean, you need like three weeks of better than decent play, and all of a sudden your five games back goes to two and a half games back pretty darn quick. And so I guess I don't understand why you wouldn't just make a move that will improve your roster now and improve your roster in 2024. You got to add a piece for 2024 anyway. Why not just find a guy that is on the roster for 2024 now that has two years left in his contract? Well, that's the. I think that's a good point if you're thinking that way. But who's to say Mariner ownership is thinking that way? They might be thinking completely different. Like, okay, we like this pitching staff. Think it's going to be a good, solid staff for years to come. But you know what? This offense. If if, if we go 162 games, we watch this same mediocre offense that we've kind of been mm-hmm. watching for three years. Maybe there's a big change coming. Who knows? I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm not saying that's what they're thinking. I'm just saying they could be thinking that. So why add a piece now when we're really going to kind of overhaul this offseason? Right. So they, they could be thinking that way. Um, and as far as making a run, I think you're going to have to make a substantial run. Yeah, you, you mentioned the teams ahead of them. In, in the wild card, let's just talk about the wild card. you got the Yankees, Boston, and the Angels ahead of them right now just to get a spot in that wild card. Yankees, uh, is Rodon not going to be Rodon? He got lit up yesterday by the Angels. I don't think the Angels pitch enough. They can offense enough. Mike Trout comes back. They're a force, but I'm with you. I I, I don't think they're that elite of a team. Mm -hmm. And the Boston Red Sox have proven they're resilient. They're resilient. I, I didn't expect them to be doing as well as they are right now, but they are. The Yankees, are they Rodon away? Rodon clicking. Are they uh, Nestor Cortez coming back away from going on a run? Severino figures his act out. Herman, they still got Herman. You still got Garrett Cole at the top. Aaron Judge comes back. Does that, you know, obviously that's going to make a huge difference for them. Right. Yesterday you had Volpe hitting in the five hole, hitting 200. 
that's where the Yankees are right now. That's where the Yankees are. They are a pretty average ball club, and occasionally they put a they put an elite pitcher on the mound, but they're a pretty average team right now. That could change in two weeks. So yes, there's average there's average to above average teams ahead of them, but when you talk about all these guys having to uh, ahead of them having to play mediocre baseball for the rest of the season, well, if that's the case, yes, you don't have to go on a huge run. But if any of these other teams catch lightning in a bottle, that's another team you gotta you gotta leapfrog. So if I'm the Mariners, I'm planning on getting on a hot streak if I want to go to the postseason. Well, no doubt. And I mean, just to talk about what you brought up, Dick, why would you not make a deal now? It's just basic economics, right? I mean, if you're Jerry Depoto, the cost of a player for two months and a year would be prospects and money. The cost of right. a player for next year would could just be money. Just sign a guy to a free agent contract over the offseason. But that doesn't help you in potential right. this year. But if you don't think you're going to make the playoffs anyway and you're more than a player away, then why even waste the prospects? I would do it, what you're talking about, because I think the M's are closer than maybe Jerry thinks they are. But that shows you what DePoto thinks of the M's chances of making the postseason this year. So if he believes that, I can understand, Booney, why he would wait to sign a free agent or make a deal over the offseason when maybe the market's not so crazy because of all of these teams in the wild card race. Um, the other question I got is about Luis Castillo. I mean, George Kirby was phenomenal today. Luis Castillo had another meh burger of a game yesterday against right. Minnesota. Five and five, right. Right. You are now 29 and 29 in 58 games started by Gilbert, Castillo, and Kirby. And that's not all on them. A lot of that's on the offense, if not the majority yeah, of yeah. it on the offense. But I've been telling you guys for weeks, I'm not seeing what I think we should see out of Luis Castillo. I'm sorry. Right. I mean, you want when you when you think of a Luis Castillo and all the hype at the trading deadline, and he was the cat's meow last year, and, and we were all surprised that the Mariners landed him, let's be honest. Right. But you're expecting when you get a guy, it's coming with all that oomph and, and that that smoke. And, and I, when I say smoke, in a good way, we're getting the guy. We expect a, a Scherzer in his prime. We expect a Verlander in his prime, a DeGrom, that type mm -hmm. of guy. Garrett Cole, that when he takes the mound every fifth day, right. we're expecting six, seven innings and maybe a two spot. And if our offense can't muster up a win then, well, then it's completely on the offense. But Are those right. expectations you're, too high yeah, for him? is he that guy, Brett? Did, did we did we oversell yeah. it with Castillo? Maybe. Maybe. You know, he's, he's proving right now that he's not in the Verlander class. And, and I'm saying a Verlander of Verlander-esque his his prime. Yeah, a couple years ago, right. In his, right, in his prime. Garrett Cole in his prime. DeGrom, and that's not really fair. DeGrom, well, he can't stay healthy, but when he's pitching, he's the best pitcher in the world. Uh, but, yeah, a Kershaw, you know, one of the greatest lefties ever, but a Kershaw in his prime. You knew, and, and even this year Kershaw's kept it up, you knew that he's a guy, he can stop a losing streak. We always have that guy that can stop a losing streak where your team's scuffling it, oh, at least he's pitching tonight. We're going to win. Are they? Are the Mariners at that point where, hey, Louie's taking them out tonight. We're going to win. I don't think they're thinking that right now. I'm not saying he can't be that guy. Maybe we have to put too much on him. But with the hype that comes, with the contract that follows, whether you like it or not, you're expected to be that guy from an optics standpoint. Brett, you mentioned uh, that we've all done stupid things in frustration. Have you ever hurt yourself on an inanimate object in, in frustration <laughs> I, at the ballpark? Believe me, I've, I've, I've had many close calls, breaking bats, 
Uh, I learned that you, you, you grab the barrel and you break the handle. It's a little less likely that you're going to get hurt. Uh, <laughs> I punched walls that were harder than I thought they were, and my my wrists swelled up, and I'm like, there's no way in heck I'm going to trainers or any of my any of my current teammates and telling them what I did because then that's on me. i got to suck it up and find a way not to let anybody know I did that. Of course I've done some silly things we all have. It's just when you when you have a, a team that, that has higher expectations than a 48 and 48 ball club mm-hmm. and one of your main guys that you're running out there every day does something silly that we've all done before, as long as you don't break your foot, it's fine. Kick that bucket all you want. Right. But when you break someone, now it's on you, and that's just life, and that's consequences. Well, it's like you, know, you, you drive over the speed limit a lot. You usually don't get caught that one time. Hey, you're going to pay a ticket. Right. And it, now you're an idiot. It, the other times when you didn't get caught, you weren't an idiot. You were just getting there swiftly. <laughs> it's like what your uh, your brother's team has got a reliever named Tommy Canely. Did you see what he I did yesterday? The tire, the tire, yeah, I was well. I was up there yesterday. I was at the game, and I left in about the fifth inning, so I didn't. I, I didn't see the tire. He beat but the crap see, out I of a cooling fan in the dugout, like beat it up, stomped on it, punched it, the whole thing, and he's fine. So, I mean, maybe that's the way you go about it if you're Jared Keldick next time. But Booney, I got to ask you before we get to your auction here. I know Dick's got a few more as well. Uh, Johan Duran uh, of Minnesota. Uh, the closer wow. for the Twins. My God, uh, that at bat to Kelnick <laughs> yesterday, 103, 104, 105 miles an hour from this kid. How do you hit that? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you. I don't know if I've ever faced 105, so I won't tell you. Yeah, I've faced 100. I've seen 100. I think back in the day, they they, they uh, radared Radar it went across the plate. Now they're taken out of the pitcher's hands. There's a little, there's a little oomph in in the new guns. It's exciting. You want to light it up. But 105, when you get up to that level, anywhere over 100 is a different level. You got to get a pitch to hit. You got to get a pitch to hit on the fat part of the plate. If it's not over the fat part of the plate and down in the zone, up, forget it. And I was a high ball hitter. I love the ball, the ball up. But at 100, I don't like the ball up. You got to get a fat pitch over the plate if you're going to have a chance at all. Because when you start ticking up 102, 103, 104, it's just a different level. You got you got to even when you're when you're youthful and you're young and you've got as much bat speed as you'll ever have, you really have to be so fundamentally correct to square that ball up. Because I remember as a kid, there wasn't a fastball I've seen out of the hand that I couldn't I couldn't you know get a good part of the bat on. I mean, that was that was my thing. And when you're young, that is your thing. As you get older, you, you learn a few tricks. Like, I'm not quite as fast as I used to be, but you learn a few tricks how to how to cheat a little bit. When you get to that, I think even in your pride, you got to cheat a little bit. And, and the thing about him, when I watch him, because I see the numbers, you know, I could usually have a pretty good eye. I mean, if I'm watching TV, I don't need a radar guy. I can kind of tell you what a guy's throwing. But with him, I had no idea it was that hard. It didn't look that hard to me. But when the radar is lighting up for him and not everybody else at those numbers, it's legitimate. Uh, but, yeah, that's one of those times where you just you cheat a little bit. You hope you get a good pitch hit. Because if he's hitting the corners or, or he's, he's locating, you, you simply have no chance. You can live with the fastball. The, the thing we do as big league players when we take advantage, you don't usually see home runs hit on, on good pitchers' pitches, on the black inside, on the black away. Usually those aren't home runs. Most home runs on Sports Center, they're fat pitches out over the plate where the pitcher didn't make a, 
a, a good pitch and locate well. Yeah, once in a while we hit a pitcher's pitch, and the pitcher usually will look around crazy like that was a good pitch, you know, because we don't usually hit it in the seats when you make a good pitch. But a guy like that, if he's on and he's locating at all, good luck. Brett, I'm shocked the Yankees are selling their soul to the almighty dollar and getting a jersey patch of star insurance on it. Your take. I was unaware of that, but I, I will look into it and I'll get back. So All right. I don't. Not you know what, Dick. Nothing surprises me nowadays. I, I remember when I was the the last years I was playing. I'd look at the outfield wall, and the big league rule was you don't have advertising on a big league wall. That's for Bull Durham. That's for the minor leagues, right? Now you there's not enough space on the walls, and they got computers behind home plate that flip just the way the game's gone. You know, Nike on the uniforms. That was something. No, no. Big league uniforms, we don't have the swish on it. Now they do. Everything's different. It's a different world. It's all about branding. It's all about marketing. That's 2023 and not just baseball, all major sports. So I really, I've gotten to the point with stuff like that. I kind of, eh, there's bigger fish to fry. All right, dude, before you go, uh, we have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to it buy, buy a piece of softball memorabilia, an opportunity to hang out, with the man that finished third in the MVP race in 2001 and, uh, behind what, Ichiro what, what, and Jason Giambi. So tell people what but, you got going on. No, but Softy also preface it. Who was the 2001 Seattle Mariner MVP? That would that be you. You. Correct. You. All right. Yeah. Getting to – all right. Silliness aside. Uh, I thought it was cool. Uh, we talked some of the Mariners represented. And I said, you know – that was a fun softball game. I had fun shoes on and the whole thing. I said, why don't we do something and can help some kids and give them access to baseball and softball, the low-income youth, get kids that can't afford to, to get that new bat and that new glove and, and be on that travel ball team or, or that rec ball team that, that costs money. So I said, if we can help a kid, one more kid get out there and get outfitted in a baseball uni and get his, that cool bat that all his buddies have or, or – if it's the case of a girl that wants that same softball dream, I just thought I'm not, I don't have any use for this. It was fun. I'm not at this point. I don't want to give away my belt, but uh, I think they, they came up with three things. They're going to have one day where they're, I'm going to fly up and have a, uh, they have a suite for 20 people that I'm just going to kind of go up there and eat, eat all their food and hang out with them and hobnob for a night. I think there's one like that. One is the shoes and the batting gloves for the for the uh, softball game and the other is the jersey and and glove and softball so i thought it was a good thing and, yeah. and when the mariners reached out to me i thought why not and we'll give all the money to charity whatever we raise and i thought it would be a cool thing so yeah check that out i think it's going the the, the shoes and uh, what was it the shoes and the batting gloves i think they're doing at the ballpark on the 21st but the other two packages the sweet package and the jersey, glove, and softball, they're going to be online. So yep. whatever money we raise, it'll go to some kids. We'll make happy kids. Let them let them enjoy that that experience of, of you know having all the cool stuff that maybe right now they're not fortunate enough to have. So I, I thought it was a cool thing. So all I'm right. on board with it. It's on the Twitter account. We just sent it out, a link to the uh, to the auction. So those will blow no, up I appreciate now that, I think that you've cool. got I think the it was cool. softy and dick uh, stamp of exactly. approval on that, the endorsement. Without it'll, a doubt. It'll you take got, off. You guys? You guys got a lot of pull. Yeah, we do, for sure. All right, we got to go. Great stuff. You're the man. Uh, what's on the podcast, by the way, this week? Give me give me one big-name guest you have. We got – oh, you're going to like this week. We got uh, we got Edgar. Okay. We got A-Rod. Okay. We got David Cohn. 
and then we got Jim Bowden breaking down the trade the trade deadline. So did you uh, did up. you ask David Cohen about that supposed incident in the bullpen when he was uh, when he's a player when he was jerking his gherkin? Eh, I might bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you kind of have any to. Questions? You got any questions for me? You want you you got any Alex questions for me? Edgar's easy. He's around all the time. I, I, I would sit down with Alex. So I would want to know I'm from interested. I would want to know from Alex Rodriguez uh, if he regrets anything that he did regarding steroids. Does he still think yeah. he would be a Hall right. of Famer without steroids? I wanted I want you to ask Alex if he regrets saying it's it's not going to be about the money before he signed for the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring yeah, that that's up. True. And then ask David Cohen yeah. if he was punching the clown in the. <laughs> You guys want to get me in trouble. <laughs> hey, I know this. We're, we're all already in trouble. All right, Brett, you're the man. Good <laughs> Thanks, stuff. Man. We'll talk right, soon. Guys, I all appreciate right. it. Brett Thank Boone you. with us. We're going to break. A little fun with audio slash hey, did you hear that next on 93.3 Cage. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.